I think it elevates them to a playoff team. Do I think it makes them a Super Bowl team, a Super Bowl contender? No. I, I still think there are some things that they have to address. The 4 o'clock football frenzy is presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. Well, just like most guys, let's do the right thing and finally say happy Valentine's Day because I think most of us forgot, especially being on a Monday versus, versus a Tuesday. Monday? I mean, come on. It's, it, this is... Uh, big holidays got to get it together. Move the day. Get, move it to the 15th. It can't be on a Monday, the day after the Super Bowl. There's too much going on. It was the NFL's fault for moving. It was the latest Super Bowl ever. Yeah. And well, have it the day before. Some good Valentine's Day stories. Uh, Stephon Diggs. Is this confirmed or not? In the same hotel, he was entertaining two different women in two different rooms. It's not necessarily confirmed. Okay. It sounds like it was put together by some Instagram users because it seems like both of the girls independently mm. posted from the hotel and essentially indicated they were there with Stefan Diggs, but it was different rooms. That's rough. And by the way, the real mistake, one of them, a better room and better flowers. Oh. <laughs> Shouldn't it be a rule? This is going to sound suspicious. Shouldn't it be a rule that you don't need to Instagram where we are at the moment? Uh, no, because you're right. It's suspicious. It is? Yeah. If, I mean, if there's nothing to hide, what would it matter? I tell the SO all the time. I'm like, I, we're, if we're hanging out at a bar or something, I'm like, don't say I'm here. Not that I'm famous or anything, but I'm like, I guess the, the biggest thing is like, I don't want anyone to know that I'm out. My house is unoccupied. Like it's too much information. Do it afterwards. Send out a picture later. She sends out stuff all the time, and she, and she asked me. She's like, do you want to be tagged? I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> that seems suspicious. Well, but the thing is, I don't leave for an hour like Stefan Diggs. What is he doing every 15 minutes? Like, I got to go downstairs to get you something, you know? Well, I'm sure. Like a scene from Benny Hill, like, running all over the hotel. It sounds like it's in Miami, and I think a lot of players were down there. So I think he was just like, oh, I got to go talk to my boy real quick. Like, Why would you have? I mean, that. The difference is, again, I'm not running anywhere. We're hanging out. I don't leave for a half an hour. Sure, but I like I just I feel like yeah, the rule is no at the moment no Instagram post. Okay, do it like an hour after. I mean, it does sound we, suspicious. I don't. We're here. I'll, I'll say we're really all the time. <laughs> like with a I story. do a lot, I, but I do a lot of suspicious things. You know, I don't like to talk on the phone in sure. front of people because Which I think it's disrespectful. Incredibly suspicious. All it, the but time. it's just no, it's not. It's I I feel it's disrespectful to sit there and yell because I'm deaf, so I scream. <laughs> so I I walk outside. I've been doing that for for like. 25 years no yes and just so people know i always it's literally what it is if 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 you if you are out with steve and somebody calls him he will start a conversation and then continue it as he walks to the door and walks outside and you're like what's he saying that's <laughs> not that <laughs> but every but everyone thinks that you know that so that. yes when because we are at this point and i think there are people like you that are kind of old school in their thinking old people uh that are like i don't have to say where i am all the time but like there is something about society now where yes you do you say where you are all the time no, you, you do, that's what happens i know but it's right stupid. but in, in, and if you don't you're the weird one that's yeah, you're, suspicious you're the weird one you're suspicious like yeah. it's suspicious if you're like hey don't say that we're here yeah that's suspicious 
So this Diggs womanizing thing, if it happened, goes back to the Vikings where Apparently. Uh, it was Adam Thielen walking around the Vikings locker room, say, like four years ago, and he posed a question. What guy on this team would you least like to date your sister? Least like to date my sister, Diggs. 100%. Oh, Stefan Diggs. He's just he's crazy. What the hell? Diggs. Why Diggs? Man, no. <laughs> We're going to leave it like that. No. He couldn't date my sister. You're starting to be the runaway favorite for this. Would nobody want me to date this sister? I'm a great guy. There you go, Stefan Diggs. I'm a great guy. By the way, the, the one, the best reaction, I think, was the one that, like, what the Diggs? Nah, he ain't yeah. Dave Mustard. That's uh, yeah. that's yeah. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Laquan, uh, Laquan Treadwell said it quickly. He's like Diggs, Diggs, for sure, Diggs. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it was a general consensus that nobody wants Diggs to date their sister. Apparently, because they don't want Diggs to take another girl to the hotel that mm. Diggs is at with them. Valentine's Day or weekend story? Did this weekend end it for Shailene Woodley and A. Raj? It seems maybe publicly. What happened? It seemed like such a such a great couple. It sounds like Rogan happened. Oh, you think all the Doc Joe stuff got in the way? Yeah. And it, it sounds it, – well, I know the first report that came out – because, as you know, I'm obsessed with this relationship. Uh, it sounds like the first report that came out was just – she said, I'm sick – not directly, obviously. It was through sources close to her that said she wants to be able to speak her mind about things. She's obviously incredibly liberal. And she said, I, I just feel like I can't say what I believe publicly because it goes against what he's saying and it's not a good look and he doesn't want me to do it. So, I, you know, it, and again, this goes back to a couple weeks ago. Like, I, I think I put it on the on our, on our list of topics like like 10 days in a row. And we never really got to it. You did. You but, did. But I was like, how can you how does that work in a relationship? This is before the their, their you know, announced breakup or whatever it is. Yeah. How does it work in a relationship if you're that diametrically opposed politically? And I know it happens. It's out there. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, uh, what Matlin and um, and Carville, like it's a famous example. Like they they are extremely they, uh, uh, Kellyanne Conway and George Conway. Like, but but uh, Carville and Matlin split. They did eventually. They did. I think they did. I thought they're still. All right, look that up. Are they still together? Know. I think they split like five years. They ago. were together for a long time. Either way. Okay. Um, right. It Ke- didn't, it Kellyanne didn't last and George. Like a year. Like Kellyanne and George are like publicly just going at each other and still it's a very weird thing like i don't understand how that can happen what do you do because like i'm weird and that i will i would embrace these kind of debates 24 hours a day but most people won't most people just dig in and they don't want to actually have conversations and discussions and arguments about things so i don't know how that would work i never understood how that would work and you know the the story that came out a couple weeks ago was they have agreed to uh agree to disagree and they won't you know, oppose each other publicly or whatever the story was. Well, that, that doesn't make sense. What are you What are you doing at dinner? You're just ignoring everything going on in the way. You're just like, all right, we'll just talk about the food. I like how Ari's looking up. He has no idea who we're talking about. No, no. Uh, apparently, they're still together. That's what I thought. Yeah. Don't don't break people. This is Valentine's Day discussion. Don't break people up. Well, I, Ari's Ari's blaming the uh, Woodley Rogers breakup on Valentine's weekend. No, this is this is weeks in the making. Well, it's the final straw. Right, Ari? Exactly. No, I think not a coincidence. Well, it's also people are reading way into this that he told her, I'm coming back to Green Bay. And she's like, I'm out. Oh, so this could be the early info that he's returning. Yeah. Yeah. 
that he that he told her, like, I'm going to play another season here. And she's like, you're going to the Broncos. He's like, no, I'm staying here. All right, I'm out. I think that's possible. Got to look for all the clues. All the clues. But he said he wasn't going to drag this out. What are we doing? Let's go. He said uh, by the time they have to make a decision on the franchise tag, which is a couple weeks from now. Yeah, that across the aisle thing is kind of tough. Because it's not, it's not just what you think, you know, like the common stuff you might argue about. It can, it can seep into like every conversation. Sure, your view on the world. Yeah, and and again, I like, I just don't think people are willing to have the, like debate every day. Like, I don't think you want to just drive your head into a wall every day. I love that; that'd be great to me. But I don't think most people are. And when once you say we've just agreed to disagree, we're not going to talk about it anymore. Like, what? What does that mean? I, can't, I, can't, I mean, I can't you function. can, you can do it. I guess it'd be seems sounds boring as hell. Can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. Can't talk about that. Okay, well, what are we gonna talk about? Find other stuff. Okay, like what? You there almost isn't anything. I mean, in the end, like this is even bigger than just that. These two and what they talk about. Rogers has been with lots of different people, so he has clearly has trouble coexisting with folks, right? Yes. It's true. And I, I know you, you know, you think that they're all beards. Well, I like that you said people. Um, I don't, I have no idea what exactly. goes on behind the scenes. I'm just saying publicly, we've, we've seen that he's had a lot of relationships, which, sure. you know, I, it's not, and I said he has prob- problems coexisting. Maybe he just, hey, that's about what he wants is a year, year and a half, and then let's move on to someone else. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that either. Totally fine. No issues with that. Right? I mean, Ari's in a good run here of having no one for like three years, and that's what he wants. Right? Well, that was for Singles Awareness Day. That's what Ari wants. Sure. Singles Awareness Day was on Tuesday. Is that correct? Or did you make that up? I'm just trying to remember if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Well. I didn't celebrate it. Oh. Well, I mean, shouldn't. <laughs> Every day is Single Awareness Day, yes. If that's No, but I'm going. saying it, like it's made up, so it's Valentine's Day. Which, by the way. Excellent point. Triggered the discussion in the press box at the Super Bowl. Because we were there for like five hours before the game. Right. And started with somebody saying, you know, Valentine's Day. Because it started with this. Like, I can't believe I have to go home and take my wife to dinner tomorrow after this whole week. And blah. And I was like, and he's like, it's for a made-up holiday. And I was like, what holiday isn't made up? Oh, yeah. Maybe one holiday that's not made up. And people went they with flip, they flip, the major ones. They flip out about Christmas and Easter. Yeah. And it turned into, it got... It got very deep and philosophical very right. quickly. It was great. I loved it. Some people didn't. <laughs> Some people weren't happy with the conversation. I was. I loved it. But again, that's what I'm talking about with, like, I, I embrace those kind of things. Most people don't. You thrive on angst. Sure. It's mostly delivering angst. Sure. You're, you're rarely the worked up one unless it's like 10 on one. Sure. I, and I can, but it's because, but that's because I want, I do deep down want to have like long, like if you told me, "Hey, we're gonna sit down and debate a subject right. for seven hours," yeah. I am all in. But most people cannot do that, or will not do that. Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the four o'clock football frenzy. Dial seven zero two five seven seven twenty six hundred now. Home prices have never been higher, and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune up today by calling five seven seven twenty six hundred. Once they extend Aaron Rodgers, they could probably save twenty million. Then you got so many guys that you're going to need to put on the team with him. But then you're going to have to go to some guys and say, "Listen, I need you to take a pay cut." And most guys will give you the side eye and say, "Wait a minute, I only make like seven million, and you want me to take 
two, but you're giving the quarterback an extension and giving him 50. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. Well, Roy Butler, that's good insight, talking about what's going to happen or what happens with quarterbacks when they got to sign them to the big numbers and you have salary cap issues. It's going to happen all over the league, all over the league. Stanford Rout is with us, former Raider, joins us on Fridays as our football insider. Stanford, how you doing, buddy? Fellas, fellas, what's going on with you? Uh, well, we got a lot of quarterbacks to talk about. We got Derek Carr to talk about. What's going on with you? Oh, man, nothing much. Just uh, trying to figure out exactly what I'm going to do for the next <laughs> umpteen weekends without football, but I'm sure I'll find a way to go ahead and push through. Exactly. Football is my life. Also, I, I actually just wrote a story uh, that's coming out tomorrow, but there is no such thing as an offseason, especially this year. We just finished the Super Bowl. The Combine's next week. Like, there's football every week. It's not games, but there's something every week here. Oh my goodness, you're right. The combine is like next week. Yes. Oh wow. I mean and then what two weeks after that is uh free agency. Wow. Yeah. Uh I mean, yeah, great point. So yeah, I'll definitely go ahead and be locked in on the on the combine just to watch how the guys work out, things like that. Uh but yeah, but nonetheless, you know, it's still no comparison to uh not have actually having football games on Sunday, even if it's just preseason. Sure. Uh, and, the, you know, there's some weird startup leagues and some of them are fun. I like them, but nothing compares to the NFL for sure uh, as we get ready. Now, the Raiders staff is coming together. I think I uh, just want to get your thoughts on the staff overall. I think the two things that stand out to me are Patriots connections and very young. Yeah, uh, definitely. You're starting to see uh, the very young and also the Patriots connection. But that's just how it goes in the coaching world. Obviously, Josh McDaniels, he's going to stick with who he knows. And the same thing for the GM. They're going to go with guys who they have a connection with, guys they feel comfortable with. So it's not surprising that you're going to go ahead and see the selections that they've made. And now it remains to be seen on whether those are going to be some positive choices that they made or they're going to live to regret them. So what, I mean, the, I think the answer is obvious in terms of car and what they're going to do there. But uh, to you, what is the biggest decision that this staff has to make, uh, especially early in this offseason? Oh, wow. I would say that you're definitely going to have to address certain positions on the football field. And I think that that's going to be, I think you need to add some more, some more beef on the defensive line. Too many times in the early part of the season, the Raiders were not being able to stop the run, things like that, not being able to generate an even better pass rush that obviously they were able to have with Phylon, with uh, my man Max Crosby being the All-Pro and obviously having an Ngakwe. I think, but the linebacker position is something they definitely need to address. That is a definite. And then also you need to go ahead and find maybe a corner, second, third round, something like that. I think that uh, those are positions that they need to address when it comes to personnel. And then I think overall, when you look at the coaching staff, you're out there in Las Vegas, you're in Sin City. So you are going to deal with a level of distractions that other teams will not have to deal with. Green Bay doesn't have to deal with distractions as far as nightlife, things like that. You don't have to deal with that much in Pittsburgh or Buffalo or even Kansas City for that matter. So I think for the coaching staff, it's going to be different for them, especially Josh McDaniels. You're not going to be under Bill Belichick anymore where he's the head honcho. He's the one that says everything. Everything goes by what he believes in his philosophy. Now, you're going to be the one creating the philosophy, Josh McDaniels. So those are, I think, the big points of emphasis that this coaching staff and this organization are going to have to go ahead and jump those hurdles this offseason. Stanford, let's talk about the back end. What would you rather see them do? Spend a good amount of money, you know, 11 to $15 million for a guy who's in his prime 
or do you go for one of the veterans? It worked out last year, right, with Casey Hayward. It's going to cost more for some of these veterans, but do you make a run at, you know, Stephon Gilmore, Hayden, Kyle Fuller, Chris Harris, like guys like that? What do you do? You go, you go cheap, uh, older, you know, short contract, or you really try to get someone in their prime? Uh, I think that you can go both. I think you can go ahead and draft a young guy, and you can also go ahead and sign one of these top-tier guys just to go ahead and shore up the back end of the defense because too many times last year you could see Justin Herbert was able to go ahead and propel the Los Angeles Chargers to being able to come back from a deficit in just a matter of minutes against the Las Vegas Raiders, especially on that Sunday night game for the season finale. So, yeah, you got to have an older guy because once you get into the thick of things, once you get into December and now it be it early January, you need veteran presence. That's even why when you look at a K.J. Wright, guys like that, you need that veteran present presence. They've been there. They know how to get it done. They can also go and mold and actually build up the young guys who can eventually take their spot whenever they move on. But in this game, to win in the playoffs, to win late in the season, when the real football is being played, you do that with veteran guys. You don't do it with young guys. And you, you can think, and, we, and, we, and we can see with the Super Bowl, yeah. Matthew Stafford versus Joe Burrow. What do you think, Adam? Can you spend a good amount of money on Derek Carr, you know, market rate, and then still be in the running for – uh, Carlton Davis, you know, maybe all the way up to J.C. Jackson. Can they, you spend that much money? They have they have plenty of cap flexibility this year, for no sure. No doubt about it. Kind of room. No doubt about it. Yeah. Um, the problem, I mean, here's the, it's the decisions you have to make, right? When you when you have some good young players, so Crosby is going to get a massive extension. Like that's going to happen. They're going to need yeah. money for that. So if you do sign Carr to the kind of contract that's been rumored, you're eating up a lot of that cap space. So do you want to do that? Absolutely. I mean, no, but see, here's the thing. When you look at guys like the Los Angeles Rams, you look at other teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, how in the hell do they have Tariq Hill making $18 million a year? You got Pat Mahomes making, like, I don't even know how much a year. You got Travis Kelsey making a lot of money. You got guys on the offensive line making a lot of money. You got Teran Matthew, Honey Badger making a lot of money. You got Frank Clark making a lot of money. You have the D-tackle. Uh, uh, you have uh, uh, Chris exactly chris jones you have him making a lot of money so i don't know what bank account these other teams are using but clearly it can be done so las vegas raiders uh uh you know the numbers guy the capologist uh what have you get it done figure it out because you don't have a high price receiver at least not that i know of on the las vegas roster right now as far as somebody getting paid a lot of money you don't have a running back who's getting paid 15 million a year like you would have with the dallas cowboys with ezekiel Elliott. you have your man Derek Carr, you traded away a lot of the big money guys on the offensive line obviously you signed colton miller to the extension things like that but yes you have the money. If they don't, I want to know where the hell is it going? Simply because there's also a thing called a salary floor in the NFL where teams have to spend a certain amount of money, not just a salary cap where uh, they can't spend anything more. So, no, uh, to, to your point, I don't know. I'm not in their bank account. I'm not in their pockets. But from what I see across the board with other teams in the league, Yes, you can very easily pay Derek Carr, you can pay Max Crosby, and you can go ahead and pay for some high-priced corner. Doesn't mean you got to break the bank, you know, six years, $100 million for the corner or something like that. But, yes, you can go and get a J.C. Jackson, a Stephon Gilmore, um, a Hayden, or, you know, whoever else you're talking about. Yes, you can definitely do that with still breaking off Derek Carr with an extension and a Max Crosby. Yes, you can. So one of the other decisions they have to make very early in the offseason, which I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, but it is some key decisions. 
you have to decide on the fifth year option for three guys that were picked in the first round of 2019. Cleaferl, there's no way they're signing, they're extending the fifth year option. They're yeah. they're going to let him go. Um, Jonathan Abram and jo Josh Jacobs, I think, are two question marks. Abram would be about eight million dollars for the fifth year, which is two years from now. But you have to decide right now. Uh, jo uh, Josh Jacobs is eleven million uh, for his fifth year option. Would you pick up either one of those? Mm, I think for uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I would I would go ahead and pick it up unless I'm going to go ahead and draft another running back in the first round or there's somebody that just pops and somebody I just have to have. Yes, I would go ahead and do that because Josh Jacobs is still your bell cow. He's a guy who was actually able to go ahead and partly seal the victory against the Los Angeles Chargers on that season finale game. And also, Josh Jacobs has been to the Pro Bowl, so let's not just act like he's just completely uh, lost his legs overnight or anything like that. Now, for, a, uh, for, for an Abrams, that's somebody that I need to go ahead, talk with my new D coordinator, and I need to actually ask him, what is your plan for Abrams? How do you see him fitting into the defense? And if my D coordinator, if he does not see a fit, or if he does not have a very clarity-driven vision for what he's going to do with Abrams, how he's going to turn him into the player that he was when he was coming out of Mississippi State, then that's when I have to decide not to go and pick up the fifth-year option. But I think for a Josh Jacobs, I think a Josh McDaniels is going to want to still have him in the fold. Yes. Stanford Routes with us. Adam Hill here as well. So, Stanford, sit tight for a second here because this conversation's weird to me, Adam. You're playing along with the Raiders getting better next year. You just told me the other day that you would tear it down. I would. What you, well, so I would, first of all, I wouldn't pick up any of the options. Stanford, listen to Adam's plan because – well, I'm not going to say you know, why he thinks he's <laughs> oh, you go, no, go ahead and tell him because you you started this the other day and I yeah. was like I, I don't agree. Well, I'm always I'm always rebuild guy. Like <laughs> I'm always there, but I don't I don't see the path that they have right now. To, I see a path where they could patch some things together, bring some guys in, and be in the playoffs next year. I absolutely see the path because they made it this year. Uh, I think that they could do that again next year, even with the new staff, and make the playoffs. But I don't think making the playoffs is your goal, and I don't no. see a path with this roster. With this core right now where they are, I don't see the path to make, to winning a Super Bowl, especially with what you have in your division, what you have in your conference. It's tough. And I think, I think starting over, acquiring a bunch of picks, trading some guys that are, that are pretty valuable and getting picks and, and stockpiling that way and then filling in the gaps, uh, in, you know, a year or two years when you're ready to compete. That's kind of what the Bengals did, right? They, they got a bunch of good players. They drafted a quarterback and then filled, up, filled in some gaps around them. That's how you make that run. And I just don't see a, a way to patch in a couple guys here and there and win a Super Bowl. I don't see it. So I'm starting over. I'm building for two, three years from now, not for next year. Well, to your point, the reason why you do not always want to be in a rebuild, a.k.a. Jacksonville, New York Jets, Washington Commanders, is because you have to be able to sell something to your fan base. Because if my favorite team is always in rebuild, why the hell do I want to go pay my money and actually go to the games and have season tickets? Why the hell would I want to do that and see a rebuild every year? But I get your point, Adam. I get, I get the point. Now, this is all I'm simply saying. Who did the Raiders lose to in the wild card round? The Bengals. They lost to the Bengals. Did they get blown out by the Bengals? No. no. And that's no. the whole point. They, yep, exactly. Keep they, going. They, they, they lost throwing an interception when having a chance to tie the game up, correct? Sure. And the Cincinnati Bengals just lost 
narrowly, and they shouldn't have even lost to the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. So my point that I'm trying to make is I think you go, you add a corner, somebody who can go over there and get some key stops on third downs down the stretch for the Raiders in the secondary. You add a linebacker. You add another interior defensive lineman to go ahead and accrue some more pass rush from straight up the middle, like what Aaron Donald does for the Los Angeles Rams. I'm not saying Aaron Donald is out there, but somebody who can generate pass rush from the interior part of the line. And then you go and you add another burner at the receiver spot, somebody who could take the position, take the uh, take the, the duties away that you saw with the Henry Ruggs. You have your quarterback. If you don't believe in Derek Carr, then, hey, I understand the rebuild. I get it. But we can all tell by everything that we're hearing, they're going to give him an extension. So they think he's the guy. So your quarterback position, that's sold up. That's wrapped up. you got to go ahead and you got to get better. you got to get more consistent on the edges. You have your guy in the slot and a Hunter Renfro. Did a great job last year. Love this guy. you got to get better on the edges, somebody who can beat the one-on-one matchups more consistently. you got to add a linebacker. you got to add interior defensive line help. And then you got to add somebody on the edges on the defensive side of the ball at the cornerback position to go ahead and match up with a Jamar Chase in that wild card round and not just have him out there playing pitch and catch with the Joe Burrow. So I believe, just like Cincinnati, they lost the Super Bowl. Does that mean they should go to rebuild? No. Cincinnati just needs to add a few pieces here and there because Tom Brady is retired, at least for right now, by all accounts. (laughs) In the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs have shown they're mortal. They're human. I believe you guys would agree. The Cincinnati Bengals were the best team in the AFC this past season. Not by record, but they're the ones who got hot at the right time. The Tennessee Titans, they have their warts. They have their flaws. And uh, Ryan Tannehill, can he get the job done? I don't think he can. You see a Josh Allen. He is wildly inconsistent. As great as he is, as phenomenal as he is, he's inconsistent. My point that I'm trying to make is the Raiders are not as far from being an AFC contender is people think they are minus just adding a few pieces and plugging up a few holes. And you forgot about my guy Lamar, who I still think is going to bounce back. And the Chargers with Herbert are still on the right. I mean, it, it's tough. Uh, the one I agree with what you said. The one counter I'd make about rebuilding perpetually is: isn't this the time to do it? You have a new stadium. Fans are excited to be at the stadium anyway. It's a new market. Like I think if you're ever going to embrace a rebuild, this is the kind of time where you'd be able to do it. Yeah, but, I mean, think about it. The last time the Raiders won the playoffs, it was 2016. Obviously, Derek Carr gets hurt in that game against Indianapolis Christmas weekend. Then everything just goes right downhill. They fire Jack Del Rio, things like that. They lose in the Super Bowl to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in 2002-2003 season. And then everything just takes a nosedive. I was a part of that, for crying out loud. So, from a fan standpoint, you don't want to always be in the perpetual rebuild. These guys were just in the playoffs a month ago, losing (laughs) narrowly to the Cincinnati Bengals. So clearly that team out there that did not have much help in the secondary, they had their they had their holes at the linebacker position, even though obviously a uh, Denzel Perriman went to the Pro Bowl. Much love, much respect to him. They got to go ahead and see what they're going to do about him. But when you look at the holes on this team, dealing with the departure of John Gruden, dealing with the Henry Ruggs fiasco, dealing with the Nate Hobbs with the DUI, and then dealing with the Damon Arnett, like for crying out loud, They were able to overcome those distractions with the, I would call it, the depleted, the talent depleted roster across the board. 
and they were still able to get into the playoffs. And I'm not talking about they barely got in. It's the seventh seed. And, you know, if it was years past when they only put six teams in there, they wouldn't have made it. This team was the fifth seed. So let's always remember that. So all I'm just simply saying, I get it. I think what you're basically saying is, hey, if we're not Super Bowl bound, let's tear it all down and rebuild it back up. I understand that. I'm just simply saying, based on the way the AFC is, you don't have a Tom Brady in the AFC no more. Maybe Aaron Rodgers might get traded to the Denver Broncos. Then we're having a completely different conversation. But you have inconsistent but great. Uh, 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 you got uh, Justin Herbert. You got inconsistent but phenomenal Pat Mahomes. You got inconsistent but really, 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 really good MVP candidate just a year ago, Josh Allen. You got your guy right there, Lamar Jackson. You think he's great? I think he's good. I think he's got to get better. I think he's got to get more consistent with his passing. And then the sky is the limit for the Baltimore Ravens. But right now, currently, no. Uh, Wink, Don Martindale, their defense coordinator, just jetted now to the New York Giants. I think their defense might take a slight step back. All I'm simply saying is when you look across the board, you have a lot a parody you have a lot of talent you got a lot of success in the afc but i don't think you have that clear-cut odds are every head and shoulders above everybody else best team in the afc i don't think you do so while there's not that clear-cut head and shoulders better than everybody else team in the afc you might as well go ahead and try to get up there because i think right now it is for the taking in the afc stanford you're awesome we appreciate it have a good weekend man you guys be good talk to you next week Thanks, there he is, the former Oakland Raider, Stanford route. Giveaway time, caller 7, 364-1100, Show coming up on March uh, 4th, March 4th, a Friday, 7 o'clock, Volbeat, their Servant of the Road Tour. It's at the theater at Virgin Hotels of Hotel Las Vegas. Two tickets to see Volbeat. Talk to Ari, caller 7, 364-1100. Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company. Cofield and Company. I'm happy than a mother. This is a dream come true for Rose. You know what this is for a young boy from Carrot City to have horses and now a big boy at it? Come on down. You good. You good. Yeah. Yeah. That's yours. That's yours. Welcome to the promised land, baby. Welcome to the promised land. Look at them horses. Look. Them horses. Look. Mind y'all business. There's only one day a week that's my day Let the rest of the world have Friday Cause it's Sunday that I feel sassy Sassy on Sunday I can get dressed up Let my hair down Get dressed up Yeah! I can get dressed up Let my hair down Yeah! Let my Yeah, now that Sunday football is over, I I don't know if I'm going to get dressed up. I'll let what little hair I have down. That whole thing is so loaded with goodness. I'm sure people are hearing the song and they're like, what? Sassy Sunday. Oh, yeah. And I just envisioned the voice on that was Rick Ross just having sassy Sundays with thigh stop and his cow. I don't know where that is. He's got a, it looks like he's got a giant farm, lots of property, and that whole celebration was I guess he bought 
a cow. I don't, you know what? His first cow. Farm animals are not my expertise. No. Even though I watch Yellowstone, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Was that a steer? Is that what that's called? I have no idea. I it was saw just it. A, it was just a giant bovine being uh, let out of a giant trailer. Which, first of all, I was like, can that thing jump down? Like, there's no like ramp. It didn't look like he wanted to get out. Oh, I thought he wanted to get out. He was kind of chilling in the, in the back as soon as the door opened. He didn't like okay. burst well, out of it. Might have been a little bit scared. There was a bunch of people yelling outside. Yeah. Yeah! yeah. So that was Rick Ross. And he bought a cow. And then I, I, I love it. He's got horses like off in the distance. Look at the horses looking at you. Yeah. And he's like, horses, mind your business. Mind your business. The, the cow and the horses look like they were trying to become friends. But they were penned off from each other. I don't think that cow's that friendly. I think he was. He liked the horses. When you get them, I don't think you like the people screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't the people. It was Rick Ross. <laughs> it was. Wouldn't there was get, like nine people there though. If you if you could afford if you had land like that and you could afford a cow, wouldn't you get a the female? Wouldn't you get a milker? I wouldn't. First of all, I don't I, think I'd I want to milk it. I but. can't even comprehend this question. I wouldn't want land. I wouldn't want animals. I don't want any of that. I don't want scenery. I don't want space. No, it didn't look like... I don't like, want open spaces at all. It didn't look like there was a Dutch Brothers within miles of that place. I'm out. I mean, he's wealthy enough. He can get it delivered. That's fine. You know I, what? You I, know I, what? I Honestly, you know why I liked it? He clearly is fired up. For some reason, he's always wanted a cow. And why not just have fun? Why not just spend your money on anything you want? And, like, I wonder if anyone told him, like, a cow? He's like, yeah, a cow. Okay, go ahead and do sure. it, man. Sure. Why not? I mean, why not? Because it, it's stupid. Um, but if to each it's his own, stupid. I guess. To each, do what you want to do. Like it, it, when I hear people like, oh, "I got, I got seven acres," I'm like, "Okay, what? Is, why? What are you doing with it? Go off roading. Go for walks. Sounds, go have, to the go have to a lot park, of animals. Go to the park. Or go to the desert. You don't. It's, it's just. It's ridiculous. You know, one of my give friends, me a cul-de-sac. One of my friends bought a little bigger piece of property here in town, cleared out half the backyard, and got alpacas. Just so silly. And the other day, the SO was like, "Hey, do you want to go to go see the alpacas?" And I was like, "No, nah, I don't feel well. I'll pass." I did have something legitimate to do. I was working on something. I'll but pass. yeah, the alpacas. I don't. I couldn't care less. I know. I know. It's a, it's not the. So I, I like watching it on TV or movies. I don't need to be involved in it. Um, I think I've told the story before. Uh, I was only afraid of two things as a kid, like completely fearless. One was I didn't like lobsters. Okay. So my parents, as a, like when I was like four or five, would just throw a lobster on the floor, and I would freak out. Wait, a live? They just throw a live lobster yeah, on before the floor? they cooked it. Yeah, why not? Why Peter, you got a problem with that? Why would they throw it on the floor? To scare they, you? They knew it would freak me out. Yeah, and I did not. I did not like goats because nah. a couple of times when we went to the whatever farm, don't they the, kick? The sons of bitches would eat. They'd start eating your clothes. Yeah, okay. And I hated that because I even even at like seven, I was very cheap, and I'm like, I'm gonna have this this shirt for a long time. You can't eat it. Okay. I don't. I can't think of a farm animal that I would enjoy. Yeah, I mean horses—they're beautiful animals, but they're they're too big, and I would worry about getting kicked in the head. No, no chance. Um, chickens are just going to kind of scurry all over the place. Yeah, make noise. Pigs—I mean, it's sloppy. They're, like the little ones are kind of cute, but no, no. I'll get like a, a house pig. Sure. I got to think about this. Is there a farm animal no. I'd want? No, like Rick Ross. No, with his cow. They're going flipping out. Not even, not even a consideration that I'd want. One. Now the music there. Now I know what's going on with you with your TV viewing habits because that didn't pique any interest on your part. It wasn't Righteous Gemstones. It was. Yeah, but I don't think you've I'm seen caught it. up. Oh, you are. Yeah. 
So that was Sassy Sunday. That's by the, the Gemstones. <laughs> baby Billy mom. just leaving families behind. I the, love it's the Baby Billy <laughs> is uh, a b- baby. I don't want to ruin it because it's only a week old. <laughs> we both cackled when Baby Billy was driving his convertible BMW and did something with it. I'm just. I'm not going to say what it is. It was. It was just insane. That show is brilliant. Again. It's another one of the shows on HBO that has way too many wieners. So I don't know what what's what's his name. Is it Jody Hill who wrote that and he's found and and vice principals? Yeah. So that's happening all the time. But you know, one of the things and I'm going to sound really cheesy here. There are show there are shows on cartoons and shows on TV that do these like legit. I know that song sounded cheesy, but it really was like an '80s country song. Yeah. That do these songs that are like you hear them for like 30 seconds. And then you never hear them again. I'm like that because it, it's Jennifer Nettles, who's you know kind of a big country star, just does a whole song, just 30 seconds you hear of it. The stuff they write for the songs in the show is brilliant. It's so funny. Well, that attention to detail is what makes the show so yep. good too. I mean, they do it on, on everything. Oh my god! It's so and it's so it's like scarily accurate. Um, but yeah, it's it's an, it's incredibly written, incredibly accurate. Like that show is great. Top five shows right now. This is uh, when Candy's on. He gets really annoyed because he's like, when do you have time to watch TV? Yeah. I, I don't know, man. You just you carve out some time to chill. What are you people reading? I don't no. know. What are you people doing? No, but I, I think I've told you, I told you that I'm. Are you entertaining? When I'm when I'm watching TV, I'm pretty much watching YouTube now. Okay. It's almost all I do. And it's like podcasts that are on YouTube. And you love podcasts. I watch like every PFF show like every day yeah, yeah. On, on YouTube too. My top five list right now, Euphoria 1. I started. I, I got through. The first half of the first episode. All right, I'm going to name five shows. Pop on here in a second to, and react to if you've watched one episode of any of them. Five shows. My five shows right now. Euphoria? No. Reacher. Have you seen Reacher yet? No. Is that based on Jack Reacher? Yeah. Okay, it's from no. the books. No. Um, it's hilarious. Okay. I, hilarious? Isn't it like an action adventure? It is, yeah. Okay. But the fighting in it, uh, if you ever watch it, it is it looks straight from the book of what John Jones street fighting would be. Okay. There's multiple fights and it's a it's front knee kicks and elbows and it and the the guy who plays the lead character is like six five, two fifty. So he's just annihilating people. It's hilarious. Righteous Gemstones three. This one's not up your alley, but eighteen eighty three is the the prequel to Yellowstone. Is it set in the future? It's Sam Elliott. <laughs> Sam Elliott is is uh I was like, hey, he's he's a pretty good actor, man. Like 70 years old. He's 78. Jesus. And a really weird one, Gilded Age. Which is basically Downton Abbey, the kind of the American version. Okay. It's old you're gonna laugh at this. It's old money versus new money in 1883 in New York. The new money is or are, I think, the Vanderbilts. That's okay. the new money, and they're being shunned by like the 150 year old families. The the Anderson Cooper family. Yeah, yeah, it's good, right? So those are five of the shows, and I probably have like three more. I was trying to think, like I don't. Ari, I, is that zero episodes of all five yeah, shows? And not including Euphoria. When I saw this list the other day, I was like, my god, these guys are old. Like the whole list just appears old to me. Sorry, I'm just being honest. Euphoria, not Euphoria. Euphoria, Euphoria is a high school. Not including Euphoria. All of these seem kind of older to me. They're they're not shows that have been like that I've been hearing about on Twitter or you know around the way. Yeah, you got to check these shows out. Not from anyone in my age group. So, wait, you're like forty three. Yeah, you're wrong. All right, your age group. You're like, like twelve years younger Sam than Elliot. me. All right, 
yeah, that yes, that show for Just, sure. It, admit we've had the same issue with Ari the entire time he's been on the show. We watch shows. He won't pay for streaming services. Yes. He won't steal. He won't steal anything. But he do has a he does have a brand new car, the newest car of anyone on the. Let staff. me take a page out of Steve Cofield, which is uh, I'm going to write something and then not actually talk about the whole thing and only take a certain part of it that goes to my advantage. Do I ever pay for a streaming service? Yes, I have Hulu and, and Netflix, and that's all I need. I might need a Hulu, but I want to watch that Pam and Tommy show. I oh, don't I... be so cheap, Adam. Eh. Well, I, I have 11. You should pay for it. Don't be like Ari. Okay. Wait, 11? Ari. Why don't you have 12? Steve just said, Steve just said you, you should be stealing streaming services. That's what he said. And how do you know I don't? Maybe I wouldn't broadcast that on uh, Las Vegas radio. All right, Pam and, Tom, Pam and Tommy, you're watching? Uh, it, it it looks somewhat interesting, but no, it's pretty watching, low on so my list. Yeah. Uh, on Hulu, I'm watching Abbott Elementary, if you ever want to laugh and not take life so serious for 24-7. It's a fun show. Sure. We just talked about Righteous Gemstones. We don't even take life seriously. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm actually kind of screwed, too, because I, I would just, like I said, I just started yep. Euphoria like two days ago, yeah. and then there was like a Raider story. I had to pause it, and I never got back to it, but I, I was in for the first half. I'm going to watch that, but the new Love is Blind season is out. <laughs> So I'm like, I, I'm I've, like I've watched uh, it before. It's, I gotta watch. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not my cup of tea. I'm I watched it. I you also first season. Or yeah. you watch this one? Uh, first season. But I heard this one is way too like way too scripted. I'm like, yeah. that sucks. Also, per Steve Cofield, I did watch the Tinder Swindler. Yeah, I gotta watch. Well, that too. but, but the, the great thing on that one, we gotta go to break here. Uh, the great thing on that one because we're <laughs> up against it is Ari busted on me two weeks ago, and he's like, "Why don't we try something new like Tinder Tinder Swindler?" I watched the next day. I come in, you know, in the show. I'm like, you ready to talk about it? He's like, I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. It's Cofield and Company's eye on sports gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. We'll preview Golden Knights and the Kings in about 15 minutes in the Big Five. Kings plus 140. Knights minus 160. Over under of six. Will puck line action? Minus one and a half plus, one, uh, plus 155 for VGK. Yeah, I expect him to play pretty well. Uh, looks like Boussois getting another start. Uh, he's been playing okay. Um, you know, last game was, you know, both teams had their chances. He was matching uh Kemper like you know save for save and then gave up a couple late but um he's he's good enough and I think the the Knights are in a spot where uh the Kings been playing well they're in a playoff position uh Knights need to start making a push and I think that starts with winning winning their home game so I think there's going to be some sense of urgency Avalanche uh, overnight number to tomorrow minus 360 on the road against Buffalo did you see the picture I sent you of the Buffalo crowd yeah Buffalo stinks too Bettman's got a lot of problems around the league. Sure. That one. And also, Zona's going to be in a 5,000-seat arena in Tempe for a few years. Have you yeah. seen that arena? Yeah. it's the. I think it's their, the ASU arena. Come on. The hockey, the ASU hockey arena, not the ASU basketball arena. Can you imagine, like, 3,500 Knights fans in Tempe in a 5,000-seat arena? Be. I mean, I, yep. I have no doubt. I'm going to go. I want to go watch games there. It's gonna be great to see. I mean, it's cool, but still, close. it's a you're talking about a major league in the United States, well, and you're down, you're down to you're watching the Sabers with a thousand people there, and then a five thousand seat arena. Have I mean, 
you're right, but the Chargers did it. They did. So there's a transition period. Sure. It's not that unprecedented. I mean, 5,000 seems ridiculous, but they haven't got 5,000 in a game in forever. Hawaii football is playing in front of 9,000 until they build their new, you know, 35,000 seat new Aloha Bowl, whatever they're calling it, Aloha Stadium. It's it's a new era. Many teams played in front of nobody. UNLV baseball opening tonight against Michigan State. First pitch, 605. Kids 12 and under free. Nevada high school baseball players free. UNLV students free. If you buy tickets in advance, it's just six bucks. Sunday tickets are just $2, and they have tons of beer specials tonight. Check it out. UNLV baseball, UNLVtickets.com.